You're listening to the Bags and Platt Podcast. Welcome to the Bags and Platt Podcast, Friday, January 22nd. It's called Championship Sunday. Everybody loves it. We can't wait for it. We can't wait to dive into it. We're going to hit on a couple topics before we get to the NFL. But Platt, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. It's been a tumultuous week on the personal front, as you know. Uh, but I'm here. It's Friday. I'm unbelievably happy that the weekend and uh, we can put this week behind us for me personally. That's great. Now, Platt, give us a two-minute, uh, you know, summarize it for what what actually people can – a lot of dads out there. What went through your mind and what was it like – for that 60 seconds where you were like, oh my God, my child is choking. So my 11-month-old was born with an esophagus problem, challenge, uh, defect, and they were able to fix it, but because of that, she can have trouble eating certain foods, and she's had issues in the past. This was, believe it or not, like a very slow progression of a choking incident which escalated over five minutes to her turning blue, foaming at the mouth, every parent's worst nightmare. We had to call 911. Uh, We got out at the choker to try to help her, and thank God my wife had watched a video randomly a week ago on Instagram uh, as to how to do the Heimlich maneuver and CPR and how to help a baby if it's ever choking. And she literally saved her life and it was a wild experience to go through. I don't wish it upon any parent, but thank God uh, my daughter's doing great. No complications. She, you know, after two hours didn't even know what happened and mom and dad are traumatized, but happy it's Friday. A few cocktails tonight bags and uh, life is okay. Well, Platt, I love to hear it. That's music to my ears and my best to your family. And uh, I was praying for you and I'm hope glad everything's okay platt i want to dive into something real quick before we get to the nfl um henry aaron played before our time uh may he rest in peace he was not only a a a gentleman and an amazing player but i consider him the home run king uh when he beat babe ruth's record on april 8th 1974 uh, I don't count Bonds as the home run king. Henry Aaron uh, shall go down. Platt, 21 all-star appearances. I mean, guys don't play more than 10 years. He's got 21 all-star appearances. The guy was just a legend. I got to meet him in 1998 at a at a gala in, a, in for the Yankees-Braves World Series. My Uncle Ed was nice enough to invite me to to this gala and I got to meet him and shake his hand. What a gentleman. I just wanted to give a shout out to him. And as as we look into what's going on with 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 players today and wanting to move out of move out of their franchise and and teams, I wrote down some names plat and I want to get your take on it. You know, you got Tony Gwynn, Mr. Padre. I mean, the Padres two World Series in, in, in so many years. Dan Marino, Patrick Ewing's a Nick. Dale Murphy's a Brave. Walter Payton's a Bear. If you want me to go to the NBA, Alex English is a Nugget. George Gervin, the Iceman, is a, is a Spur. 
it just seems like Platt, when I see the Deshaun Watson thing unfolding right now, and, and I know he's a Clemson guy, and I, and I got his back no matter what. Do you feel, Platt, that the players are running these leagues and they're crying wah-wah when things aren't going good? And where is that athlete that says, you know what, I'm going to stick with my franchise and let them build around me? What what happened to sports almost overnight where a hardened trade can can, can say, uh, you know, you're three and six, I want out of here. What happened to that, Platt? So – Great question. I think it, it's twofold. One, I think if you, th- there are still some guys out there. Like I look at Mike Trout. I don't foresee him ever forcing his way out of or off the Angels because they've been bad for a long time. He had a chance to leave there in the prime of his career, become a free agent. He didn't do that. Yes, he got paid handsomely to stay, but he very easily could have forced the Angels' hand and said, I'm going to be a free agent and gone and met with everybody. So I think there is still a handful of players out there. I think what has also changed the game for these players is social media because Think about it. Like, even when we were growing up, that stuff wasn't around. So, like, Dave Winfield, right? Bags, you're a huge Yankee guy. You know the story with him. Reggie Jackson. These guys were prima donnas. And I'm guaranteeing you, if you asked our parents or anyone of that generation, they probably saw something on the back of the post once a month, once in a while about those players. But they never had the megaphone that the players have now on social media. And because everybody's constantly looking at Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, aside from Justin Rinko, because he's still not on there, uh, everybody's looking at this stuff day in and day out, and they, they, they they can constantly tell you without having the media as a middleman what they're feeling, what they want, and what they, where they want to go. And it's a different world. And I know people like you and I are old school, so like we can't stand it, but to me, social media has really changed the landscape on the sports perspective because athletes have a direct megaphone to speak to the public and can voice their opinion, their unhappiness, what they want, what team they want to play for. And a lot of the, you know, bringing it back to Deshaun Watson, I think, you know, he wasn't happy with the Texans, how management and coaches been handling things and they're interviewing now and who the next coach is going to be. And he's been tweeting out and going on Instagram and, and, putting subtle hints out there at how upset he was when Hopkins was traded and his, he went from a two to a 10 or a 10 to a two, whatever it is. And then a picture of him, I guess, in like a Jets hoodie or whatever came out. So it's like, it's a different world now with how these guys can put their wants just out there to the public. And that just ignites a fire. Yeah. I think you hit on the head with the social media thing, because it's almost like they, they have this platform and this stage to say whatever they want at any time. And it makes a huge impact or causes a huge impact on the front office. I think it's probably the hardest time to be a general manager of any sports league right now, because the second you hear about anybody's opinion or dislike, um, all of a sudden it's like, you know, they're put into a corner. And that's not the way, you know, me and you grew up with sports. Um, I would say that most players would just do anything they can for their coach and GM. And I don't, I don't see that anymore. Uh, It's sad. Um, 
especially in the NBA, what what, what happened with the Nets? It's 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 a crybaby situation. Um, do you think that there's any a, any point where the owner or the commissioner of the league can actually put a governor on on these guys on what they really want and what they want to do and where they want to play? Like, I mean, can this really just go on and on on plat? Like, just think about if if you're a team. Like say you know say say like the Nuggets or the Jazz, or you know I don't want to bring up the Bucks, but because you know they have a star player. But can you can you see can you see some kind of rule being implemented where the NBA and the NFL and MLB can come up with something that doesn't allow a player to dictate where he wants to go. And 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 discard the small market team like a Pittsburgh Pirate. Well, I, I think it's going to be almost impossible for the small market teams to compete, and it's different in every sport because the salary. What do you do if you're the Pirates, Platt? Think about it, Platt. What do you do if you're the Pirates? Who's coming to Pittsburgh? You, you have to be Tampa Bay. You have to have a great farm system, and you have to develop players organically, and you have to draft well, and you have to get lucky. That's the only way Kansas City and Pittsburgh and and teams of that nature are going to compete in Major League Baseball. And I think you know you brought up w- with with the players now and and how they're dictating and where they want to go and writing the rules as to how they want things handled. I think that is another reason why if you're a college coach, whether it's basketball or baseball or football, there is a huge difference because the college kids are playing for passion. Majority of those guys aren't going pro. So, you know, our buddy Urban Meyer, who obviously is a smart enough man to know what he's getting into, I think is going to be hit in the face when when it's not Ohio State. These guys aren't running through walls for their coach. You know, when he's got him doing suicides all day, they're going to give him the finger and say, bro, I make 12 million a year. I'm not fucking running suicides right now. So I think it's, you know, it, there's such a difference between the college yeah, and I'm not pro playing levels. Northwestern, Purdue and Iowa this week either. Right. So it's it just it's such a difference between the, the two levels right now. I don't see it ever going back. I, I don't know how they're going to police social media, but I guarantee you if they if they put a, a muzzle on all the players and didn't let anybody use social media, I think a lot of this would die down because a lot of the stuff just spirals out of control the minute a player makes a comment. And then it just like, I mean, think about how quickly the Harden thing escalated and now Deshaun Watson, how this is escalating. I feel like the media and he are the ones who are putting together the trade. You got every analyst out there saying, well, here's what I would trade. And these are the six teams that are in the running. And it's like, none of the teams have said that they're in the running yet. We all speculate. We all think. We all want, but it's become a mess. Yeah. So getting get, getting to Watson and a lot of our uh, listeners are Jet fans. Platt, he went out to a car dealership. First of all, his agent, one of his agents, he has two agents, one for marketing, and and one for the other thing. So he went out to what what is he? This is in Brooklyn. And he spent a week in New York. He's going out shopping, buying cars for his friends. And one of his friends said, yeah, we like that car, but we want it in jet green. 
I mean, that just shows you that there is something in going on in the in the background that you know Deshaun is talking to the Jets, and that's just a fact because your friends don't lie, and Deshaun didn't say anything. He wants out of Houston. The Jets have a lot of money under the cap. They have, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with being on the Jets. I mean, you're in a New York market. They got plenty of money. Um, I think that the Jets actually have a legit shot at getting Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, Watson. Now, put it this way. Would you want Deshaun Watson or would you want an Iowa lineman at the number two pick? Would you want one of the best linebackers in the country? This is the only chance for you to get a franchise quarterback. So to me as a Jet fan, I would do anything to get him on my team because for the next five to seven years, Platt, I don't think you have a chance to get a franchise quarterback. And as I told you off air, look who's in the final four of the NFL playoffs. Okay? They are great quarterbacks. They're not good. They're great. Sam Darnold will never be great on that level. Deshaun Watson is great. And he is on that level. You can build around Deshaun Watson. You can't build around Sam Darnold and think, Platt, that he's going to be on the level of these QBs. We're talking Brady and Rodgers and Allen and Mahomes. Platt, these guys are going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not putting Allen in the Hall of Fame yet, but guess what? If he hasn't a great, you know, 10 years, he might as he, he, he might as well go to Canton. So for me to say to a Jet fan, you should give up these draft picks, it's the way to go, Platt. I don't see Deshaun Watson as letting you down on and off the field. What are your thoughts? So you and and just so everybody knows, you've been touting this all week in our group text for all of our home friends that we grew <laughs> up with. You, you you basically have been saying that this trade has to happen. It's great for the Jets, and we have a lot of Jet friends, uh, fans, and friends on our group text. And and you just won't hear from them. Like they're like, well, we have a lot of draft picks, and you're like, shut up. You want Deshaun Watson? Yeah, make Rico, it happen. Stop. Come on. <laughs> and yes, it, I if you're the Jets, you have to figure out a way to get this done. There is there is no other option. Like you said, Sam Darnold is not going to be the guy. And he might end up having a decent career somewhere, but let me tell you something. If he was going to be the guy, you would have seen flashes of it and you saw none of that. They have a new head coach who I love. I love what he said at his press conference. It's going to be foot on the grass and no breaks. He's going to run this defense, you know, they're going to score points. They need to get some more toys on offense, but it starts with Deshaun Watson. If you could dangle that number two pick and whatever else you and Darnold to get him, you do it. Because Deshaun wants out of Houston. He's made that very clear. He has, he has no interest in going back there. They're dragging their feet on a coach's decision. He doesn't like management. He doesn't like ownership. And I tell you, the one guy who I feel bad for, and he's been a trooper through all this, is J.J. Watt. Because like, the prime of his career is, is wasted and is going to continue to be wasted. In that franchise, unfortunately. And Deshaun Watson. And by the way, Platt, not to mention, you almost want to try to block Miami here. Because if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, 
okay, and you're the Jet organization, now you're playing against Josh Allen, who just won the division. Now you're playing against Deshaun Watson, okay, who probably will go 10-6. and And you're playing against Belichick, who we don't even know who his quarterback is. But guess what? It's Belichick. So now you're putting yourself in a position where you're looking at probably being in last place in in your division just because you didn't go after Deshaun and you let Miami get him. You should roll out the carpet and protect your season. Well, not even your season bags. It's the next 10 years of this franchise. It's the next five five to seven years of this franchise. If If you're a New York Jet fan, if you're ownership, if you're management, if you're their new head coach, you have to figure out a way to make this trade happen. The guy's unhappy. He'd be a perfect fit in New York. He played at Clemson. He gets it. He understands the moment. He's played in big playoff games before. He is Mahomes-esque, and that kind of quarterback is winning nowadays, and you need it. So they, if they don't make this trade, the Jet fans, I mean, if you're a Jet fan, you just have to say, like, what the fuck? What, where do we go from here? What are we doing? We're going to take an offensive lineman at two. We're going to take – and I lo- you know I love the kid from Alabama, and I think he'll be a star. But you're going to take him at two as opposed to getting Deshaun Watson? Like you just said, you just named the quarterbacks who are playing this Sunday. That's why they're where they are. Brady, potentially the GOAT. I'll still argue Montana in there. Rodgers, top five quarterback of all time, potentially pure passer up there with Marino. Allen. Stud, growing, doing a phenomenal job in the perfect spot in Buffalo. And then Mahomes, I don't even have to talk about him. So, yes, you're not going, you're not getting into that conversation with Sam Darnold as your quarterback. I'm so glad you stated it that way because there is no way the Jets can get to a Super Bowl with Sam Darnold. I don't care about your offensive line. I don't care about your defensive pass rush. I don't care about your secondary. If you don't have a great quarterback, you're not joining Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen, okay? You can't do it. It's, it's just not going to happen. So that's what, that's what I was saying over text off air uh, to our good buddy Justin Rinko. Now, Platt, I want to get to the NFL games. First game is Green Bay, Tampa Bay. You know... I thought about this for a while today, Platt. As much as Brady, I, I love the three and a half points. I'm going to root for the Packers, and I'm going to take the three and a half, and I'm going to give it to Brady. It's tough to win in Lambeau. There's only four quarterbacks who have won in Lambeau. Number 10, Eli Manning has done it twice. Shout out to number 10. And, you know... Green Bay, I, I almost think they're underrated in a way, even though they're the number one seed. But I really I really do think that with snow flurries and Lambeau Field and 7,000 people in the stadium, I'm going to go with Green Bay given the three and a half. I hope it's a good game, as, as, as I always say, but I'm going to go with Rodgers here. Rodgers is playing out of his mind. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. And they're at home. What do you got? Yeah, I'm with you. I I I've been 
surprised at how good Green Bay has looked the past few weeks. And I have, even in that Saints game, I feel like if Drew Brees was a shell of himself or remotely healthy, the Saints would have won that game. And they gave the Bucks every chance to take it from them. And they ultimately did. And like we've talked about, the Bucks have a ton of weapons on offense. They should be scoring 45 points a game. But Rodgers right now seems so locked in and so incredibly determined to get back to the Super Bowl and try to raise a trophy that betting against him at Lambeau, whether there's 7,000 fans, 40,000 fans, no fans, it's going to be snowing. The guys from Tampa are not going to like that. They're not used to playing in that weather. Yes, Brady's a New England quarterback, and I get all of that, but like, it's just so hard to envision Green Bay not winning this game at home at Lambeau, and Eli Manning's not walking into that stadium. So as a Green Bay fan, I think you feel even better about it. Platt, do you have any comment about Mike McCarthy not being there this year and the Packers being the number one seed and Rodgers looking uh, as spectacular as he's been? They clearly needed a breakup. I mean, I don't know what exactly what the issues were, but Rodgers seems like a new man now and a new offense with a new head coach. And, and McCarthy won a Super Bowl, right? So you got to give him that. But he did it on the shoulders of, of Rodgers and how special of a quarterback he is. And you know, another guy we've talked in the past that Rodgers sometimes doesn't get – I mean, do you remember the year that the Giants went in and beat Green Bay in Green Bay in that championship game? Green Bay was so fucking good that year. That offense, I mean, watching Rodgers was like watching a video game. It was like watching Mahomes now, minus some of the running. But he was more athletic then. He was running then. Dude, his arm, he was throwing BBs all over the field. And and he's back to being that guy now. And it is something to watch. You know, the Tampa Bay is not playing. It was called called OCU Minura, Justin Tuck, and Michael Strahan. That's what it was called. Right, and that's what ultimately brought about his demise and number 10 on the other side. But at the same time, like he is such a good quarterback that he gets lost sometimes, believe it or not, maybe because of the market he plays in. I'm not really sure why, but I, I like Green Bay this weekend. I think they win this game. I think they could win it by six or more, believe it or not. I think Tampa will keep it close in the beginning, but I just think Green Bay, barring an injury or something crazy happening, I can't see them losing this game to Tampa. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think if, if if Tampa could get some pressure on Rodgers and force him out of the pocket, it, he's still so comfortable out of the pocket where he just makes these amazing throws. And I just, I just got to give it to Rodgers on this one, minus three and a half. Anyway, so we go to Arrowhead, KC, Platt. Mahomes is – Playing, He just got cleared to play about two hours ago. You know, Buffalo is a great story, Platt. Um, you you, you want to root for them. To me, I really want to see Mahomes versus Rodgers in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to be rooting for KC. The line is very low. I don't understand why it's two and a half. It should be five. Mahomes and Andy Reid and Bianami will not lose this game. They're going to win by 14. I believe that. The over-under is 54. Some points on the board. I don't think Josh Allen's ready to go into Arrowhead Stadium and beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in an AFC title game. I don't see it possible. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, you were – the minute Mahomes got the concussion, 
and our group text was talking about the fact that he can't play next week, concussion protocol, the NFL, and you were like, guys, Mahomes is playing next weekend. Exactly. Shut up. I don't care. And here you are. You're right. I mean, if this was a regular season game, there's probably no shot he's playing. But would, they, would, they, plot, they, would, L, would LT be playing? <laughs> yeah, there was no way that Mahomes wasn't playing this week unless he literally couldn't walk at this point. And I'm not surprised that that he's good to go and he's going to be cleared. And I think that, exactly. look, we, we watched the Cleveland game. They would have manhandled them if Mahomes didn't get hurt. They were comfortably in charge of that game. Things changed the minute he was out. And you know what? They still hang on, hung on to win that game. I mean, Cleveland, if they were playing Buffalo last weekend, Buffalo might have beat them. But with a healthy Mahomes, with the offensive firepower they have, I cannot see Buffalo going into Arrowhead and beating them. I mean, that offense is just too good. It's too clean. They have too many weapons. Their defense maybe isn't the best thing in the world, but I also haven't been blown away by the Bills in the playoffs. They're doing well, and I give them credit, and they're coming back, and I like the franchise and where Allen's going and all the toys he has there. But I, I'd be utterly shocked if Kansas City took down, uh, lost to Buffalo, and it, that would set up with what we're talking about, and I'm not getting ahead of ourselves, a pretty epic Super Bowl. Yeah, and Platt, like in our heyday growing up, we watched the Bills lose four straight Super Bowls. It's it's a great story, and I'm sure most of America is going to be rooting for the Bills, and I and I wish them luck. But you're not going into our head stadium and beating Andy Reid and Patrick no. Mahomes. It's just not happening. The line of two and a half is is I can't even believe it's that low, and I just don't think it's possible. I want a good game, as you know. I want a I want a good Green Bay Tampa Bay game as well. I just don't see it possible that Tam, that, that that Buffalo goes into KC and says, "Okay, we're going to win this game." They got a great coach. He, uh, Andy Reid already said he should win coach of the year, which I thought was a uh, which was great from Andy Reid. I mean, you know, the guys won division titles in both leagues multiple times, probably probably 15 times he's won division title. I just don't think that they have the roster to go into Arrowhead Stadium on an AFC Championship Sunday and and beat KC. I just don't see it. You're going to have to put up at least, I'm going to say, 30 points, Platt. Mahomes is not scoring less than 30 points. So don't, you're going to have to put up 30. Don't you see this as your typical team that is a year or two away has to take that step and they've taken a bunch of steps being Buffalo but now they have to lose this game in order to get back to the AFC championship game to get to the Super Bowl like it has that Pistons Bulls thing it has that 49ers Cowboys thing it's got that written all over this to me that Buffalo is just they're a year or two away still great run great year but they're not ready from a maturity well, well, perspective uh, to uh, go uh, in. All right, you know what? I totally hear you on that, and you're and you're dead on with that. But guess what? They have digs. They made that move, which propelled them to where they are now. Like if you didn't have digs on that team, digs is the leading receiver in the NFL. All right, he set records. So, what are they missing, Platt? Are they missing experience? Are they missing a, an edge lineman rusher? If 
if you look at what this game brings us on Sunday, what are they really missing? I mean, they have protection. They have the quarterback. I don't know their running back situation really well. But, Platt, you're going to be facing Mahomes for the next three to five years at least in AFC Championship or earlier. So what I'm getting to is what do you really see them having to improve on their roster that they don't have now? Well, I think I, I think it's more than that. I think it's the fact that they just haven't been here yet. They haven't played on this stage yet. You know, like last year, Kansas City wasn't trying to dethrone Pittsburgh winning the AFC Championship three years in a row. So it was all bets are off because none of the teams have been there. But Kansas City was there last year. They've been here. They know how to do it. They know how to win True. the big game. They know yeah. how to get to the Super Bowl. So I don't know specifically – what Buffalo needs to get there, but I see where you're going. And it's like, if you're in the AFC or the NFC, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Arrowhead for the next five to seven years. You're exactly right, Platt. That, that was my next, that was my next point or question. Like, so Roethlisberger is pretty much on his way out. Right. And the next best quarterback I would say would be Deshaun Watson. And we don't know where, where he's going. So if you look at, at your franchise as, as a Buffalo owner, right, basically we have to go through our head to win a Super Bowl. So they have to pretty much in their offseason put together a team that could score because nobody, nobody plays defense anymore. They have to score 25 to 30 points a game to be able to go into Arrowhead or play KC at home with, with an offense that can propel them to the Super Bowl. Now, the NFC is not as strong as the AFC because I'm going to give the Chiefs as the number one team in the NFL. I'm okay with saying that, by the way. I think if you can beat the Chiefs, you can win the Super Bowl. I don't see any team right now with a roster that can beat the Chiefs. No, I, would I, like, I, I would like to see Platt the Bills maybe go into free agency and get a stud running back and maybe another receiver with Diggs. But I, I really don't see with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. He, Mahomes is going to be there 10 years. I really don't see anybody beating them. I really don't. You know what's funny to think about is Kansas City's offense, and I'm not saying that player for player or their tactics – they do remind me of the Buffalo Bills in the 90s. That offense was going to put up 35 points a game. You couldn't stop Kelly. You couldn't stop great, Thurman great Thomas. Great point. Great point. An- Andre, Andre Reed. Reed, James Lofton. Metzelar. Like that, that, yeah, they had two good tight ends. That, that offense was downright explosive. And to me, Kansas City is very similar in that regard. And I look at Buffalo, and I was joking around with my brother, and I think I texted you about this. Like this Bills team, and I'm not comparing errors, but this Bills team is a good football team. Play them against the 91 Bills, they lose by three touchdowns. So they're just not – they're not there yet. They're good. And like you said, you can't even name a running back, not that that's the most important thing on a team anymore. Like the Bills I defense can't. is good, but there's no <laughs> Bruce Smith. There's no Tally. You know, it's just a different team. And I'm not comparing the, the, the generations, but 
the Bills just aren't there yet. I don't know exactly what they need, but they need to get home field next year. They need to go 14-2. and two. They need to have to have Kansas City come to Arrowhead or have Mahomes injured or Kelsey out of the game. They, and, and, and look, if, if they played this game last week, I will – I believe with my full heart that Buffalo would have, if they were in Cleveland situation last week with Mahomes down, Buffalo would have beat Kansas City. That's the difference. Cleveland's not there yet, and they're fun and they're talented, but Buffalo is not there yet in my opinion. And maybe they'll prove me wrong, and maybe they'll prove us wrong, but I can't see them taking down KC. And Platt, by the way, and you mentioned the AFC East before, don't, don't kid yourself. The Jets are up and coming, okay? They're going to make some moves. They're going to be a better team. I like the hire. The Dolphins were just, you know, very, like they were a very good team this year. Okay? The Patriots are always going to be the Patriots. This could be, Platt, where, you know, Allen does this one year and they, they don't get back to where they should be, especially if Deshaun Watson enters the division as a Dolphin or a, or a jet. So basically I think this is their time. It's, it's a small window in the NFL plot. If you don't take advantage of what's going on now, you know, in three years, Allen might not even be the quarterback. And it brings me to the beginning of the show where I brought up all those players that don't play for their franchise for their whole career. Allen might be a Raider in three years. I don't know, but you know what? You, you, you just don't know, Platt. You don't, but I, I said this at the, the night of that draft. I said that, that, and I didn't see Allen play that much in college, but I heard about him and I knew about Neither him. Neither did I. I knew, but I knew he was in a small market at a small college. He liked playing in the shitty weather. And I remember saying to you and our group text that Buffalo, if Allen's going to be good, Buffalo is the perfect place for him to go. And... I, I'm not saying he would not have been good as a Jet or if another team would have drafted him or Cleveland, but Buffalo and, and Josh Allen are such a perfect fit. So I know what you're saying, but Allen, to me, could be the next guy who is at his franchise for the next eight to ten years. Maybe he ends up doing a Phillip Rivers and going to another team at some point at the end of his career, but I could see him being in Buffalo for a long time. All right, Platt, it's time for final picks. Green Bay minus three and a half. What do you got? I'm taking the pack. I'm taking the pack with you. KC minus two and a half over Buffalo. Dude, you know I don't bet. I actually might throw some money down. I feel that secure in, in KC covering that spread. <laughs> there we have it. Platt, anything else you want to talk about today, but man? No, my friend. I am good and looking forward to the weekend and next week. We'll have our Super Bowl matchups and a, and a two-week Super Bowl lead-in. Awesome. Have a great day, buddy. You too.